Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to the Cast to Connected podcast. Today I want to talk about something that is going to go a little deep, um, and it honestly might be a little bit uncomfortable, but I think Um, What I'm going to share is really important as we are approaching our kids' behaviors, our own triggers, and just reflecting on some of the things that happen. So I want to talk about two things that I have trained myself to kind of think about in the moment slash like reflecting on when I've been triggered and kind of what led up to that. So the first thing is... I always try to remind myself, especially in the midst of the tantrum or the meltdown or the overwhelm, is will whatever that I'm doing, whatever the child's doing, whatever is surrounding this issue, will it matter for eternity? Because I know that taking the time to connect with my kids to hearing their struggles and their challenges and taking the time to be patient and to be kind and loving is going to matter for eternity. It is going to plant seeds in their heart. So for example, one of the things that I have been really working on lately as a trigger for me is being late. And you know, we come to my parents' house every day to take care of my grandparents. So, and, and the school Miles goes to is a Montessori school. They, it's not like your traditional kind of public school where you start at a certain time, end at a certain time. We can kind of just come and go, you know, like we still obviously get there every day and that sort of thing, but there's no specific time we have to be there. And so even with all of this, I have a time of when I generally want to leave the house, when I want to be at my parents' house, when I want to drop Miles off at school, and when I see that time approaching on the clock and I know we are not going to make it out, that can trigger me. And in those moments, I become really overwhelmed. I cannot think straight. I might say something that I don't mean or have less patience. And so I have really been working on that. And this is one of the examples where I think to myself, does this really matter for eternity? If we are five minutes late, does that matter for eternity? Now, some of you are like, well, that's great for you, but like, I can't be late for my job. And I recognize that there are some instances where there are going to be repercussions for being late, for example. But I still think, will it matter for eternity? Will me being five minutes late now, if you're like, well, I already have two strikes and I'll be fired, (laughs) then yes, obviously that's going to, (laughs) that is going to matter. And that's going to be a time where you just need to get going, however that, however that happens. 
But there are times for me where I don't have to necessarily, like if I'm a few minutes late, it's really not a big deal. But for some reason, that is a trigger. I I know why that is, but I'm not going to go into that um, in this episode. But it doesn't matter for eternity. If I am a few minutes late, does it bother me? Yeah, kind of. Probably more than maybe your average person. Does it matter for eternity? No. So in the moments, then I think to myself, okay, no, it doesn't matter for eternity. So then why am I allowing it to take up so much space? Why am I allowing it to create such a disconnect between me and my child here? Why am I allowing it to increase my impatience and decrease my kindness? Why? The second thing is, and this is probably more of a reflection than kind of in the moment, but I think it's really important. And honestly, I think it can really help you to be more prepared for behaviors, but also to start managing your triggers a little bit more. And that is, what part did I play in this issue? The meltdown, the being triggered mostly is what I'm referring to. Was it really my kid's fault? Because so often we will blame our kids. Oh, they, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get their stuff on. And so now we're late. But I always like to think about, did I set the morning up for success? Are your kids always slow moving in the morning? Okay, so did you do anything about that? Do you have stuff set out? Do you have maybe a timer in place? Do you have other things in place that will allow them to be successful? Do you start getting ready earlier? Are you incorporating play to move them along? Like, are there things that you are implementing or are you just reacting? Because so often the answer is a lot of our triggers, a lot of our overwhelm, a lot of our responses are a direct impact from the choices that we've made earlier. So for me, the late being late example, a lot of times we're late and in there is, you know, I am very focused on connection focused parenting. So if there is a meltdown or something, I am not one to just brush it away. I sit and listen through it. Um, so there are times where yes, that is I can't I can't do anything about that. That is something that I am going to make room for no matter what. But most of the time, the meltdowns are coming because I am triggered because we're be like we are becoming late now and I'm rushing them along. I am being impatient. I am I don't generally like I'm not a yeller, but maybe I raise my voice or you know, I don't take the time to listen to them as much or something. And so the being late isn't because of something they've done. Usually, it's because I didn't get up when I said I was going to get up. I was so tired and I snoozed my alarm. That's not my kid's fault. Okay, sometimes maybe it's Huxton's because he used to wake up a lot in the night, but it's not his fault that I didn't get up. It might be his fault because I'm tired, but it's not his fault that I didn't get up on, on time. It's not his fault that I snoozed the alarm. So blaming our overwhelm and our reactions on our kids and what they're doing in the morning I just don't think that works. I think we really need to take a good hard look at those triggering situations. And is there something that I can go forward and do to prepare myself for if that happens? Is there some routine that I should put in place, some habit that I need to work on that will help this be more successful, help me 
be less triggered and then stop in turn blaming my kids for something that's really not their fault because from the outside sure you know they're dawdling along they're not listening on the first time so yeah it can feel like it's their fault but really we haven't gone through the process of how do I need to support them so that they can be successful this morning which in turn keeps me less triggered and helps me to do what I need to do so I know that's kind of tough sometimes because especially when we're looking at behaviors, I think we always want to try to fix our kids' behavior, but so often the fixing comes in our parenting, in our triggers and resolving our triggers. So if that's something that you're really struggling with, I would highly encourage you to go to the show notes and go through my three-part free audio um, resource that I have that helps you to start identifying, increasing your awareness, and start implementing two strategies that have really helped me to start to manage my triggers. Because that is key. If we want to stay calm for our kids' behavior, we need to know what our triggers are and we need to know how to manage them. So they're very short, but I recognize that as a busy mom, so often I think it's too hard to like read stuff, read emails, read blog posts. Like we need something that we can be consuming while we're doing the dishes, while we're making supper, while we're driving. So it's really short audio clips, but I w- I'm hoping that that can be something while like I don't think it's best to multitask, you can still be retaining the information that way and then taking time when you're not multitasking to actually be implementing the things that I'm talking about. So I hope that can be a blessing to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I hope that that this gives you some things to think about and reflect on so that as you move forward, you can make little changes that are going to impact your daily routines on a much bigger level. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.